And this is Martin Strong in for Shane. And uh, this is a, a good, uh, good part of the week for me because it's time for What the Hell Should We Watch This Long Weekend with Steve Stebbing. Hi, Steve. How are you? Not too bad, Martin. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm very excited. I'm sort of uh, living vicariously through year, through you because I can't think of anything that is a better thing to do on a hot Thursday night than go into a movie theater, an air-conditioned movie theater, and watch a new Indiana Jones movie. And you just did that, right? I did. I spent two hours and 35 minutes watching the new uh, Indiana Jones film. And I I mean, heading into it, uh, especially like it's been a weird ride for, for this film uh now that it has it's had eyes on it because when it got announced that they were going to make it and then we saw that james mangold was going to do it and everything was really exciting and then the reviews from the cons film festival were kind of middling to low um but a lot of my friends down on the coast and and a lot of like-minded uh, critics that i follow online really liked it so my uh, I, I wasn't ready to get burned again like I did with Kingdom of Crystal Skull, but I was, you know, I, I had my guard up. But this movie is fun, fun, fun <laughs> from start to finish. Um, it starts with an amazing sequence with uh, some uh, some de-aged uh, Harrison Ford playing a younger uh, Indiana Jones that kind of sets up the story. Uh, and they do it really well. I mean, I do. <laughs> I'm very aware of the de-aging technology and that. Um, it doesn't look always like incredible, like picture perfect at all times, but it's still, I mean, still Indiana Jones and I, I still have it in my heart. It's a win over the kingdom of the crystal skull, in my opinion, um, a little messy here and there, uh, and it drags a bit, but, um, from start to finish it's, it's adventure. It's that archeologist adventure that you love, uh, and you associate with his character. So I think Harrison Ford did a great job. Yeah, that de-aging technology. I still think it's better than when they take an older actor and then they try to you know, make him up or her up to look young. I think the de-aging still uh, is, is a better deal than that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's close. It's, it's so close now. But it, what, what really is motion, holding it with motion and, and and keeping it consistent, I think that's that's where the the secret lies. I think. Yeah, I remember. Was it the Irishman with uh, the mm-hmm. Scorsese thing with uh, yeah. Robert De Niro? Uh, and, and that Pacino. was and yeah. Pacino and, and those computers needed some big processing power to de-age Al Pacino. It's true. Uh, but, uh, but it it was, that looked weird to me, but, but it was still kind of an interesting thing, but that's a whole other conversation. Cause that, Uh, that was like a 15 hour movie. So just in in one (laughs) sentence, somebody says Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Should they go see it? Uh, opening weekend, your thoughts, do it in the, do it in the theaters because that's what these movies command. Um, it was always a theatrical experience. I mean, from Raiders to Temple to, to Crusade and yes, even Kingdom, uh, they all were meant to see on the big screen. Yeah. I remember seeing the first one at the Stanley Theater on Granville Street in Vancouver. Huge, Ooh. big theater. And uh, just just a stunning bit of cinema experience there. 
Uh, totally so agree. Very excited about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which it's, it seems like kind of a dumb name to me. A dial of. Can you shine a light on what kind? What's the dial? It, well, it has to do with Archimedes. Uh, like, like that's like that uh, ancient history is at the center of this film, um, and, and kind of uh, the Nazis trying to um, secure a device that could turn back time. Oh, right. So it's a dial. So, I just think of a rotary phone. It doesn't seem that right. cool. And do any <laughs> any Nazi faces get melted? Uh, I'm not going to give that one away. No, I, yeah, yeah, I can. that's probably true. Uh, Steve Stebbing would never do that. Uh, so that's the, obviously that's the, the blue chip thing that's, uh, out in theaters, but there are some other new releases. Uh, this is one I don't know anything about. I, I think it's an anime. Uh, it's called Nimona. The real villain is still out there and I do need help. And then... Who do you want to kill first? What? Look, I can help you, but promise me you won't freak out. Why would I trust you? Promise! I promise! Even when you see the horn? Horn! Promise! I promise, promise, I will not freak! Oh. This is the part where you run. Yeah, that's Nimona. So tell us about that. Yes, uh, this is not an anime, but it is an animated film. Uh, it comes from uh, the uh, creators behind uh, a very underrated uh, Will Smith pigeon movie called uh, Spies in Disguise, which I, I think was underseen by a lot of people. It was actually a lot of fun. This movie is even better than that. Uh, basically, uh, it takes place in a futuristic world where everything's kind of reverted to uh, back to the, you know, the knights and, and the noblemen type of type of atmosphere, but in the future, and it follows a uh, cast out uh, knight uh, named Ballister Boldheart, who is uh, framed for the murder of the queen and uh, has to fight to clear his name. But he has uh, a, 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 a against his own will a new sidekick uh, w- with uh, her name is Nimona, the title character of the film. Uh, and she has a secret, and that is that she is a shapeshifter that is actually um, part of the ancient history and the ancient evil uh, that uh, this kingdom is fighting against. And uh, it's so much fun. Like, again, with Indy in this movie, the movies are fun again. Um, and uh, the lead act, the lead actor voices in this one, uh, Risa Med and Chloe Grace Moretz have really great chemistry together. The script is really, really funny and the action is really cool. And that with the eye popping animation and it's just another great animation win for 2023, especially after Spider-Man just a handful of weeks ago. Um, so, and this one you can watch in the comfort of your own home because it's on Netflix. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, in another time, this would have been a big, big studio movie that that hits the theaters first. Yeah, I think Disney was the one that passed on this one because a lot of these movies that end up on um, on on Netflix, like the Sea Beast last year, which was actually an Oscar nominated film uh, and a really great film that came out last year. Um, I believe that one was like a Paramount or a DreamWorks release, and it it just uh, some of these animated films are struggling to find spots theatrically so a lot of them do end up getting dumped to streaming services like this or prime video or whatnot yeah we're, we're talking to steve stepping i guess this is a good time for streaming because it seems like there's lots of new stuff coming out is this sort of mm-hmm. I, I guess it's it's sort of the summer is kind of the calm before the storm 
Yeah, well, and and this is where um, you know your services start to release their blockbusters because I don't think summer blockbusters are relegated to just the theaters anymore. I think everybody's trying to take a piece of that pie. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, move to Apple TV, and uh, it's a, a thriller. It's called Hijack. There are 200 people on this flight. If they try something, and then this plane goes down, I don't get home to my family. Let me make you an offer. I've been handed demands. It's all going wrong in the first hour. Imagine the next six. Yeah, for people who first saw Idris Elba in The Wire, still getting used to his English accent. I guess we're all used to that by now, but uh, this looks good. Yeah, once you realize that's his native tongue. Yeah, that he's speaking in, right? I, Apple TV is such a weird streaming service to me because it is very much an amalgamation of of other network shows that well, other shows that other networks and streaming services passed on, and they all kind of feel like that. I mean, because you got For All Mankind and Foundation, would feel like the sci-fi made those, and then you have uh, you know like uh, Ted Lasso was supposed to be for NBC. Um, and just there's so many different shows like that. And Hijack, an Idris Elba produced project as well as he stars in it, feels like a BBC borrowing. Like mm-hmm. they're almost like like in a co-production with each other. Um, and I mean, this show basically glides on the principle that you love Idris Elba and you just like to see him play interesting characters because at its base, the show does feel a bit formulaic and maybe slightly predictable from from time to time but the guy's got so much charisma that you can't help not be interested in what he's doing you know what i mean right <laughs> yeah no kidding that that guy kind of oozes charisma and i guess yeah. uh jack ryan john Kras- i wouldn't say john krasinski uh, oozes charisma but he has got that he's got a lot of style and jack ryan's back for season four so what are we getting at? Convergence. The fusing of a drug cartel with a terrorist organization. They can move anything. Humans, weapons, suicide bombers. Unlimited resources paired with undying hatred. Yeah, Jack Ryan. Yeah, and you know, because, I mean, a lot of our beginnings with John Krasinski, I would say most people's beginnings is The Office. So I don't think a lot of us saw that this character this ability to play this character and, and, and play kind of like an actually an intrigue heavy character was in his wheelhouse. But um, John Krasinski's an action hero. now. I, I think he can really pull it off. I don't, especially with this and that Michael Bay film he did. I, I think he has the chops to kind of do this. And I mean, we're entering, this is the final season uh, for Jack Ryan. So, I mean, he can explore this, uh, this Avenue more uh, beyond this, but I mean, I really liked the Jack Ryan movies from the 90s, you know, like uh, Hunt for Red October with Alec Baldwin and then the two Harrison Ford films. Um, But to explore it in a bigger way, I think Prime Video got this character right and was able to do more justice in a more modern world than Tom Clancy knew even. So uh, I think even if Tom Clancy was around, he would he would be really proud of this show. Mm, and that's what the hell we should watch this long weekend. But I guess the big thing is Indiana Jones. 